How is y'all's doing? It is Friday. It's Friday! Come on! Oh man, I hope everyone had an amazing, awesome week. Uh, I'm, for me, I'm pumped that it's it's almost the weekend or it sort of is the weekend. Man, this this week was pretty rough, and whether whether you had a great week or whether you know it was kind of a rough patch, I hope I hope you guys are hanging in there and are excited for the weekend. Is does anyone have any um, exciting weekend plans? I think I will be trying to make chokbar again or. Otherwise known as it's chokbal in Korean, but in English it's it's pig trotter or pig feet. It sounds really gross, but I was I was really inspired by I don't know I I just thought of when I was in Korea this this one time where I had it at a restaurant and I don't know it just randomly popped up into my mind but yeah I I mean just I've never had it like how I had it at the restaurant before I mean it just sounds kind of gross pig feet eating pig feet (laughs) Um, but it was a life-changing experience it was probably one of the best meals that I've ever ate in my life one of the most delicious like flavorful savory meats that I've ever had and oh man after that one meal my my life was changed I was a new man and oh my gosh it was so good and (laughs) the the funniest part about it when I look back is that I was trying so hard to (laughs) to kind of look chill or kind of look calm and I was eating with a group of people that were were kind of hip you know they're kind of like um yeah they they were pretty cool people and so they're just like chilling having having a few drinks and meanwhile I'm sitting there just blown away by this this meal and I'm I'm doing my best to try to like eat eat normally (laughs) I don't know for me when something's like really good I just like I just go into this zone man and I get lost in the sauce and I just like and I just have this tendency to like just try and stuff my face and uh, not not talk to anyone at all and I just yeah I just get into it but I was trying so hard to look like a, a normal person and yeah I I actually tried to make it last week and man when I went to the store it looked disgusting it's just like this it's just like this clump of meat and you can see like the I don't know if the hoof is the right word, but yeah, sort of like the toes of the pig. And yeah, it just does not look very good. But 
after after soaking it in water and uh cooking it and it's it's pretty much like slow cooking i think or oh i think the full correct way to um of the dish is braised uh pig feet and yeah i'm not a hundred percent sure what braising something is but i'm i think it's has to do has to do with slow slow cooking so yeah um i'm pretty pumped the first time it turned out all right i would say it was like about half the the flavor half the goodness half the uh half the intensity of when i actually had it in korea and yeah half the the savoriness and so i was a little bit disappointed because it looked really good but man they just they just do it different over in korea and i think i'm going to one thing was that it was kind of pre-cut when i bought it so i was looking for the uh just the whole foot and so yeah i think that that might have to do a little bit with it but yeah hopefully hopefully it turns out turns out well and i'll let you guys know how how it goes um yeah this this week was uh definitely a, a rough patch for me i was feeling a little down in the dumps and just kind of like ugh you know one of one of those one of those weeks one of those days and i think part of it was because uh, allergies man a few days ago i woke up in the morning and i was having snot drip down my my nose drip out of my nose and i was wondering like oh shoot am i sick maybe i i finally got the vid but it 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 took a little bit and it clicked and i was like and i was i started sneezing too like right in the morning which like never happens but yeah allergies it's time it's that time of year it's the season and oh man it's going to be rough i feel like for me it gets it gets a little bit worse every year and yeah i just i didn't really have allergies at all growing up but now and i i always wondered what the big fuss is like why is there um so many allergy medicines and how how could someone like you know have allergies every day kind of thing and i was like oh man that sucks but now that i now that the pollen is a blooming the plants are blooming and the the pollen is flying everywhere i don't even know if it's pollen really because all the everything it's, it does it's, it doesn't look like the plants are or the trees are changing color or growing or anything it's just like yeah i don't know what it is and gosh it just like kind of ruined the whole the whole week because man my allergies they'll get 
Uh, they'll get really bad where I'm, I just like struggle to function. <laughs> like I'm just like exhausted from, from sneezing and blowing my nose and coughing and oh man, it just like messes up my whole groove. And especially when I'm trying to like study or work on things or, uh, things of that nature it just distracts me and i'm like dude this sucks and <laughs> i think i just heard my mom sneeze in the background and the thing is like nobody else in my family really really has these springtime allergies and man i i i, I need to start looking for for a cure i thought i thought that breathing through my nose would really help. It's it's kind of funny, but this this whole year, with all the <laughs> uh, with all the attention that I've been able to put towards uh, my personal self, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna really focus on breathing through my nose. And it's actually from this one uh, clip that Joe Rogan was interviewing this guy who's really into the health benefits of breathing through your nose. And so, yeah, there's all these great things that breathing through your nose does. But as I was looking through the co the, co the comments, I was like, man, is this for real? There's this one comment that was like, um, <laughs> he taped his mouth shut, I'm pretty sure. And just at night so that he would be pretty much forced to breathe through his nose and then he was like it it like cured him of his springtime allergies and he had bad allergies and then after breathing through his nose for i don't know weeks months i'm not sure how long it was but he was like yeah my i don't have allergies anymore and so <laughs> i was like I was like hoping, I was like praying this year, like maybe since I've been working so much on breathing through my nose, maybe I won't have to deal with these crazy allergies, but yeah, here we go again. I feel like one of these days, one of these years, I'm just gonna, it's gonna get so bad where my head just like explodes. Like that's what it feels like sometimes when I sneeze like five times in a row <laughs> I'm like something's something's gonna pop, but yeah, we'll see. And it's it's even worse now because of COVID nineteen, and yeah, what I mean by that is like I'll today when I went to the store to pick up the pig feet, I I was sneezing, <laughs> and it's kind of funny. I I was tempted to like pull down my mask to sneeze into my arm because I've sneezed once into the mask and it's just like the worst feeling ever. I'm I'm kind of like a, a loud, <laughs> aggressive sneezer and I try not to be because <laughs> it's like, it sometimes it scares me, but sometimes it'll scare like someone I'm with just because it's like so loud and out of nowhere. But yeah, I don't know. I just can't really, really control it. Like I try to hold it in, and uh, yeah, actually, as a as a kid, I remember I would plug my nose 
to like hold in my sneeze. But I heard that's like, it's pretty bad for you. But anyways, so I'm out in public and I sneeze and everybody just like gives me that look, you know, <laughs> the, the look of, the look of shame, the look of, uh, a fear almost. And yeah, I mean, I do it too. You know, when, when I hear someone coughing or when I hear someone sneezing, I'm just like thinking in my head, dude, go home. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, the people say, you know, sneezing is, is the new pooping in your pants. <laughs> and I think that's, that's pretty, pretty accurate. Um, but yeah, I think, but on the same page, I feel like the, the, the Rona is slowly being defeated. It's slowly going away. And I'm not saying that we still don't have to, to be careful of it, but yeah, man, things are opening back up. Society is slowly, seemingly, seems like returning to normal. Restaurants are starting to open. And at this point, it's like, it's just hard to care. Like some people just don't really care anymore. I remember a few weeks ago, it was, I think it was still sort of lockdown. It was, I know it was before phase two, I'm pretty sure. And most restaurants were just only doing to go. And then um, this ramen restaurant in in Bellevue area, I think, or Kirkland area. It was in Kirkland, actually. And we we were planning to just do it to go or just eat in the car, Michelle and I. And, but I don't know, the the restaurant people, they seemed pretty chill. So we were like, hey, can we eat inside? And they were like, <laughs> they just like kind of looked at each other and, and ended up saying, yeah. And so um, it was cool. Even They even let Koa, our, our dog, uh, sit inside and... Yeah, at this point, it's like uh, people are just tired of it, you know? And I don't think that's to say that people don't care about health or public safety. But I think, yeah, we just, like, people, I feel like, are starting to open things open things back up in um, in a slow and steady manner, in a slow and steady way. Like, I'm glad that, you know, things like movie theaters aren't opening back up where a whole bunch of group of people are in one enclosed space for, like, hours. But, yeah, restaurants where you're just, like, eating and heading out after you know, half an hour, it's like, why not, and, um, yeah, I don't know, I'm no, no health expert, <laughs> I was recording our video for opening, coming back to church, uh, so with my church elementary group, we are, you know, doing 25% capacity, but I wanted to make like a little video showing 
just like the the steps that we do we do like temperature checks at the door and uh, hand sanitizer and sitting in these little squares about six feet apart and yeah i i had to like look up what were the the rules and the regulations <laughs> for um opening opening church back up and i actually i wasn't <laughs> i'm not i'm not sure if i even have them right but i think for the most part i just kind of look at kind of what other churches are doing and yeah it it seems pretty safe and yeah i'm i'm really excited it's it's been a year a full year since i've been able to have a worship service with my elementary students and yeah it'll it'll definitely change your faith and i think you know not always in a bad way with church closing down it's definitely you know i feel like we won't know the full implications the full i guess i guess um impact you know until we kind of look back and um yeah get some more yeah i think it's it's hard to tell how much like the pandemic has been changing people's uh faith and how how it's impacted people's faith but i think one good thing is that you know kids are worshiping with their families and really it's um it's the family's uh job to nurture and uh i guess raise kids in their faith help kids grow in their faith i think a lot of times it's easy to put that uh put that responsibility to the children's pastor or the youth pastor but yeah, it really the the healthiest way is really when it comes from the family and when it's uh starts at, you know, the home. I, and I really believe that. And so I think um yeah, that's like that's like one benefit, you know, one good thing that's come out of out of COVID, out of the pandemic and worshiping at home, but I think one thing that's really lacking is um worshiping with our peers and seeing uh growing and learning with uh stu- other students i think that's um yeah it's been an entire year can you believe it man and february looked like it just went by so fast like the blink of an eye i I just like checked my calendar. What it's February twenty, twenty. Is it the twenty fourth or the twenty fifth? I'm not sure, but yeah, February is already already over. I can't believe it. And so, yeah, it's time's just flowing by and flying by, and um, but yeah, I think. I'm I'm really looking forward to uh, to opening back up to uh, not just church but other other businesses and yeah I'm I'm excited and you know I'm I'm sure that a lot of th- 
a lot of things won't be the same, but yeah, I I think that overall the the vibe or the feeling that I'm getting is like there's positive changes coming. There's um, yeah, there's progress to how we're we're handling the the coronavirus and yeah especially for me when I've had like a rough week it's been uh yeah I've you know allergies falling behind in in schoolwork uh it's like I gotta um I gotta hold on to the positives I gotta hold on to uh, the joy and the and the excitement and I just have to like think about it for a little longer you know what I mean like um yeah I have to keep those things in my mind uh and just dwell on them for a bit longer than the the current hardship the current struggle that that I'm facing and yeah, that uh, I think that's a, sort of a good segue into the the book review that I'll be doing. And today's book review is actually going to be just one book. It is the the power of habit. Wait, I think that's what it's called. <laughs> Let's see. Um, yeah, the power of habit why we do what we do in life and business and i forgot the the title for a second cuz i just listened to the the audiobook while while i was working away and yeah the author is charles duhigg and this is a really popular book i was i actually saw it at my um my friend nathan lee's house and I was like oh this looks like a a pretty interesting book I actually saw it a really long time ago like months and months ago and I was like huh I know that I don't have the best habits some of them are actually really bad uh, but maybe this book can help maybe this book will be able to uh, change some of my habits because um yeah this guy this author is uh a new york times bestseller author and i think yeah so i just i just gave it a gave it a shot and i'll 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 first start off with what what i like about the book and i think the the stories are really great um, they're very and also like the way that he just tells stories they're um it's it's definitely like a more uh, immersive kind of storytelling experience which i was kind of surprised at because i thought this book would be more about like the how-tos, kind of like how to change your habits, uh, maybe how long does it change 
how long does it take to form a habit and more of like kind of like the practical or the the scientific side of habits which you know that's definitely in there i would say it's about 50 50 between like these very personal stories of individuals and also of businesses um and the other half is like the science behind it and yeah i think they are the stories are great examples but they're also it's also kind of limited because they're very specific and some of them just don't really apply but yeah they're they're definitely interesting and worth a read one one example that i thought was really interesting was the the business behind toothpaste so earlier way back before our time whenever toothpaste was being invented or whenever people were um first yeah kind of using and buying toothpaste the there was a there was actually a real problem because people just wouldn't use toothpaste uh that kind of clean mouth feeling you get when you use toothpaste if you think about it you get that same feeling when after you have like after you chew on an apple for a while like there's this like clean refreshing feeling and yeah it's pretty similar to at least how they describe it and i kind of agree too uh with how that feeling after eating an apple and so back in the day people would just eat an apple instead of brushing their teeth and that's kind of crazy to think about but yeah as you can tell a lot of people had really messed up teeth back then and they were trying to figure out a way to get more people to brush their teeth so they eventually um a big tooth toothpaste company uh they they hired this dude that was really into that was like a successful like marketer that was a successful um yeah marketer for other businesses and pretty much this guy is trying to set up a reward system for people um that brush their teeth and so that the thing that he thought of was the the minty sort of like tingly feeling you get when you're brushing your teeth and so they start putting that into all the toothpaste and they start um that's kind of like what their advertising is about like that uh that tingly feeling you get uh is associated with being clean and having clean teeth and so eventually that's how uh that's how you know the toothpaste toothbrushing became more normal and so uh yeah i think it's funny because they say that that actually doesn't do anything that actually doesn't make your uh do anything um in the tooth cleaning process it doesn't like um yeah there's no benefits to it basically and 
yeah, it's all there just for just to give uh, that feeling, that tingly feeling. Uh, it's it's there just to, um, I guess, have a sense of reward. Uh, and yeah, super interesting. I thought, uh, and it's also interesting because they're trying to do the same thing with sun sunblock. Yeah, sunscreen sunblock sunscreen and they're trying to figure out the same thing because suns or sunscreen is actually really important to wear uh, every day if you're even going to be in the sun just for a little bit and that's because like the the rays or something i really don't know (laughs) i don't give it much thought because i feel like we don't really get that much sun here so um but it's probably I probably should start wearing sunscreen, but the thing is they're trying to figure out something similar um, because there's a lot, people can get a lot of uh, skin problems with not wearing sunscreen, even if it's you know if even if they're not getting sunburnt or um, yeah it's re- yeah the book was saying how it's like super important because it can yeah it just can lead to a lot of health problems, skin cancer. And so, uh, yeah, they're trying to figure out something similar. So if you're listening, try and, uh, try and wear, wear sunscreen <laughs> when you can. And yeah, so that's kind of like the, the business side of, uh, of the importance of habits. And I think that there's in a way that's sort of fluff to me i thought i thought that was pretty interesting you know and but at the same time it's not i'm more i went into this book more concerned about how can i improve myself how can i improve my habits and so i was like yeah just reading through it i was like man there's there's a lot of fluff in here, um, and also some of the the anecdotes don't really match up. So he'll start one chapter with this anecdote, and then kind of go into the more sciency uh, research side of it, and then like a few chapters later, he'll come back to it, come to, come back to that that uh, story about that one person that he was talking about a few chapters ago and it just like yeah it just the flow wasn't super great and for me when I'm reading I'm all about the flow like I I really uh I don't know it just kind of messes me up and distracts me and it's like wait where where are we where were we again what what are we talking about uh, that's not the best feeling to me when uh, I'm I'm trying to read a book, and so yeah, that's probably just me, you know, being being kind of picky and uh, trying to uh, trying to just like I want things that are easy to read, and yeah. While this was definitely interesting, at times it felt a little spotty. Uh, but I want to read 
for you. Just the, I guess the, so at the end of the book, there's this appendix. And if you don't know what an appendix is, I didn't really know either. But it's pretty much like the, what I was looking for the entire time, uh, just at the end of the book. It's like the, here, I'll just read it. It's the reader's guide to using these ideas. And so, yeah, throughout the whole book, it's just like all the ideas, the research, and the proven kind of, uh, I guess, the the background stuff that kind of proves this guy's points. And at the end is uh, like the the summary or the the practical way to to use these. So. I'll just I'll just read the the framework really quick of uh, the power of habit. So the framework is uh, step one: identify the routine. Step two: experiment with rewards. Step three: isolate the cue, and step four: have a plan. And I'll just go through these uh, really quick because I think um, this this framework. If you if you want to understand it and try to and you want to try to use it, it's really simple and I I think that it can work for really anybody and I think that's a great part of this book and yeah let's just dive into it. Step one: identify the routine and let's see. There's three parts of a habit. So the first part is the cue and oh man i wish i could show you a, a picture of this but it's pretty much like a circle and it's uh um and yeah so the first part is a cue and then the second part is the routine the third part of a habit is the reward and so it's just like a cycle it's just a circle that um you know you just repeat it just repeats itself over and over and uh yeah let me explain just um the cue uh so this is each part of the routine so the cue is kind of like what triggers um what triggers your habit the routine is your the actual habit or the action of the habit and the reward is the yeah it's just the reward so i'll give the the example that the book uses a lot is eating a cookie (laughs) and so the cue um might be uh you're at work and you're getting bored and you're getting hungry and so um yeah the that's kind of like the cue, and that's what triggers your habit. The routine is you going, getting up, and getting that cookie, eating it. And then the reward is uh, is the cookie, man. It's getting to eat that delicious, scrumptious chocolate chip cookie. And so, yeah, this is like really basic three parts of every habit. And so, yeah, that's step one. You want to identify each part of that. All right, 
And then step two says that you should experiment with rewards. And the reason for this is because, um, like, with the cookie example, the reward that you might get is that you get when you eat a cookie might not be what you what you actually want. And so let's say that uh, let's say that you think you really want a cookie and but the the satisfaction that you get after you eat the cookie isn't that great. <laughs> maybe you regret it, maybe you feel like crap after you eat the cookie. But um yeah, it's just not that great. So step 2 says to experiment with rewards instead um and uh here I'll just read this part. You get that uh you get the idea. What you choose to do instead of buying a cookie isn't important. The point is to test different hypotheses to determine which craving is driving your routine. Are you craving the cookie itself or a break from work? If it's the cookie, is it because you're hungry? Or are you wandering up to the cafeteria as an excuse to socialize? And the cookie is just a convenient excuse. And so I think the point the guy this I think the point this guy is making here is that when you are kind of stuck in a habit and you want to get out of it, maybe like what your uh, I guess what you're trying to get out of you know eating that cookie isn't what you actually want, and yeah. I feel like I did a terrible job explaining, explaining that, um, explaining that, that part of the habit, but it'll, it'll make sense in the, the bigger picture. All right. So step three says to isolate the cue and let's see the, mm, okay. So there's this one quote that I really like. He says, put another way, a habit is a formula our brain automatically follows. When I see Q, I will do routine in order to get a reward. So when he says, isolate the Q, um, he's pretty much saying, like, figure out what triggers you to to do that action or to do that routine. And in the example he used at kind of like what we, what I just read earlier with um, maybe using getting a cookie as an excuse to socialize or to take a break from work. So the cue might be, mm, like, let's say that I think the example that he uses, let's say that at three, three o'clock every day, you go up and get a cookie and the, the cue in this case would be like, you might think like it's, you know, it's because it's three 
and you want you're just hungry and and you get a snack um but the the cue might actually be like uh you you want to take a break from work or you want to go and talk to somebody and so uh yeah that's the idea behind the the cue and so experiments have shown that almost all cues fit into one of five categories location time emotional state other people or immediately preceding action so if you're trying to figure out the cue for going to the cafeteria and buying a chocolate chip cookie habit you write down five things the moment the urge hits and then after you write um after you write these things down, these things down. So, um, just for example, write down like, where are you? What time is it? What's your emotional state? Who else is around? And what action uh, preceded the urge? Um, so, uh, once you like, kind of, kind of figure these things out, um, you you get a you get a clear idea of what the cue is and what exactly triggers your habit and that's kind of like you know the the third step to uh, breaking this habit and so Duhigg the author says that three days in it was pretty clear which cue was triggering my cookie habit I felt an urge to get a snack at a certain time of the day I already figured it out in step two that it wasn't hunger driving my behavior the reward I was seeking was a temporary distraction, the kind that comes from gossiping with a friend, and the habit I know I now knew was triggered uh, between three and four o'clock. All right, um, and then so yeah, that's step three: isolate the cue, and then step four says to have a plan, and. I think this can, you know, this looks different for for everyone, and it really depends uh, depends on your habit too. Uh, but so let me just read this this last part. Um, obviously, changing some habits can be more difficult, but this framework is a place to start. Sometimes change takes a long time. Sometimes it requires repeated experiments and failures. But once you understand how a habit operates, once you diagnose the cue, the routine, and the reward, you gain power over it. And yeah, I think that's uh, that's a great way to to sum it up. He He really encourages that this is a framework and you have to kind of uh, try different things you have to try different rewards uh, you have to try um, like it's this cue might not just be one thing it might be multiple things and so it's not it's not meant to be super precise or a one-size-fits-all kind of thing but you yeah you just kind of have to experiment and see uh, what really works for you and I, I think overall, this is a, a great book to read if you are 
if you are trying to mm, trying to get out of a habit or have more power over your habits, and you know one reason is that if you think about your day, it's pretty much like a huge collection of habits, and so um, yeah, having more control over your habits, having more. Power over your habits. It's really having more, uh, being able to have more control over your life and over your actions. And yeah, I think that's something that uh, you know everyone is uh, working towards. And uh, yeah, I think it's great. Uh, let me. I'll. <laughs> and before I, I was going to uh, go right into the the Amazon reviews. But before I do that, I I wanted to be a bit honest here and um, I guess say that, man, my, even though I've read this book and I would recommend that you read it, um, and if you're just looking for like the, the really super practical part of it, I'll post the, there's like a, I think it's like a PDF, I'll post it in the description. Um, or just like start with the end, start with the appendix and then, um, yeah, just go from there. Like the, all the, the stories are like super interesting. Um, but yeah, uh, to be honest, I, I read through it and <laughs> I was like, man, this, um, I really wanted to want to get into the habit of, um, I mean, there there were a few like uh, I think just to just to name a few, um, getting uh, getting schoolwork, being more proactive with my schoolwork. Another thing would be um, just taking a bit more care of my sleep routine <laughs> and not staying up so late and waking up late. Um, and yeah, there, I still, uh, and I still consider myself pretty lazy with these things and kind of struggling with these things. And so like, even, even if you have like all the information there and all the, like, you know what to do, it's, uh, man, it's just kind of challenging. It's still kind of tough to, um, yeah, really have the self-discipline and the self-control, uh, to really do it. And so, yeah, if you, I hope I didn't make it seem like this book would just like magically, uh, give you, uh, control over all your habits and it'll fix your life, that kind of thing. Um, no, it's something that, uh, you know, it's, I think it's a great place to start and I'm definitely, uh, still working and coming back to it and re like revisiting parts of it. So yeah, uh, let's, let's check out some Amazon reviews. Uh, and I'll just go with the ones that have a lot of, um, where a lot of people found this helpful. 
And oh man, there's actually some. The comments are harsher than I thought they would be. Okay, um, let's see. Six hundred sixty-three people found this review helpful. Uh, Quiel verified purchase four stars. A Janus face text. I don't know what that means. It's 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 literally Janus and then a hyphen and then faced. Okay, a Janus faced text with very different halves. Two halves coexist within this book's covers. One is outstanding, the other is a is a bit sloppy. Part 1 is the heart of the book and explain what it explains what habits are about, where they come from, how they're hardwired into our brains, and how they can be enormously powerful, both to enslave us and to free us. Uh, yada, yada, yada. It combines scientific research, personal life stories, and journalistic interviews to great effect. Um, all right, let's skip down a little bit. Uh, All right, intellectually, the book is revealing. On a personal level, it is incredibly useful, and I'm thankful to the author for writing it. Yeah, I agree. I would have limited the book. I would have limited the book claims to the phenomena it can explain beyond any reasonable doubt. Uh, I read that word for word, but it still doesn't make sense to me, that sentence. All right. By taking the concepts of habits beyond what it can solidly explain, parts two and three detract a bit of value and credibility from the book. Were it not for that, I would have given five stars to the book. In balance, this is still a great book that, with the caveat expressed, I strongly recommend. Okay. Uh, I think what this, um, I mean, to me, parts, parts two and three, oh, um, here the, the part of the review, uh, he said, he talks about how parts two and three, the author takes the analysis from the micro to the organizations and societies. Okay. So part one is more about like personal habits, um. Uh, habits that uh, you know how habits work in our brains and in our minds and kind of like the psychology behind the habit of one person but then uh, kind of like what I talked about earlier with how they talked about businesses and organizations and even society um, that's kind of like part two and three I guess how yeah how that I guess ties more, yeah, into parts two and three. And I, I, one example that comes to mind from the book is, um, I thought that was really, I thought this example was really interesting. This guy, he woke up from in the middle of the night, so he was sleepwalking, and he killed his wife or his partner. And that's just really crazy. It's really sad to think about. And, but yeah, this book was talking about that. 
And it was uh, the author compared it to this case where because the guy he went to court right and he um and the court eventually decided that this man was not guilty because he had no control over his body it wasn't him actually um even even though he was the one that killed his wife or his partner um yeah he it, he wasn't conscious and so um and yeah i <laughs> it, it was crazy to to read and but they also compare it to this woman that had a really bad gambling problem that she gambled so much that um she had to like she was in a crazy amount of debt she was uh, bankrupt and she went to court for it and the court um said that she was guilty she was at fault because she was conscience she was consciously making those decisions those decisions and i think yeah it was a, a pretty big portion of the book and he the author definitely talked more about how uh the sort of like how society plays a role in in the habits that kind of led to these crazy events uh but at the same time it's that to me was kind of like part of the the fluff like oh it's really interesting hearing about um these crazy stories but they're definitely they're definitely outliers you know like you don't run into those kinds of situations every day and i think um yeah so in a way it felt kind of like fluff it felt like very unrelated and uh but you know i'm sure that those parts have helped some people you know maybe you are <laughs> maybe you're making maybe you maybe you have a a gambling uh maybe you're struggling with a gambling addiction or um and the way that she described it was kind of compelling to the woman with the gambling addiction she said that she felt like she couldn't make any other choice and um yeah that's kind of a that kind of struck a nerve or a chord in me where it kind of scared me um yeah just to feel like there's no other option but to keep going to this thing that's ruining your life um yeah man that's that's a that's a scary feeling all right and let me read this is actually let me read one more review this is actually the top review and 625 people found this helpful and what's crazy about this one is that it's one star so josh mcd says typical pop psychology blow bloviating i'm not sure if that's the right word or if i said that right all right i was looking for something more substantial josh says but this very much a run-of-the-mill formulaic pop psychology book 
that sent I don't know. All right. Buying it is not necessary. Essentially, the book says, when you are triggered to do a bad habit, recognize that trigger and do a good habit in its place. There. You just read the book. <laughs> um, yeah. At, I think at the that at the core of it that's sort of like the message behind uh the power of habit but yeah i think to to the author's defense there's a lot more um, i guess when you try to understand and learn for yourself for yourself like the the perspectives of other people and i guess more information about how your um mind works like i really think like um and it, it's such an old quote but <laughs> i'm kind of forgetting it it's something along the lines of knowledge is power and it really is like the more you know the more you are able to um, kind of have control over what's going on in your body. You're able to recognize uh, thoughts and the things that are happening. And yeah, I think it's a lot more effective. And I feel that way too with how um, how I'm approaching my habits. You know, like I said, I'm, it's still a struggle and it's not... Um, this book didn't magically solve all my bad habits, but um, yeah, I'm I'm able to to recognize and um, kind of like the the importance of trying to break down these bad habits, but also building new habits. And yeah, overall, I would say. Um, probably a four out of five and i would definitely recommend checking this book out and that's mostly because of what i'm just to sum it up readability it's uh, the stories are fascinating and interesting and it's it's just easy to read even though there are a few hiccups a few uh, breaks in the stories and it doesn't flow well um that's just like you know a personal thing um and then uh yeah pra like the the practicality of it i like how there was that appendix at the end and throughout there was just like um i guess these there's just like these nuggets of of wisdom and how to approach your habits and uh, why like how influential they are and how important they are in our lives and <clears throat> i think this is a a good good place to um i don't know if promote the, the right word promote i don't know if promote is the right word but um i just kind of want to give a shout out to uh, the heroes, shoot, the heroes journal, man. Uh, if that was, uh, I just tapped my mic. So if the, 
if it got really loud for a sec i apologize um so the hero's journal is um i guess i was i've i've sort of been interested in the power of habit book before uh but i think the the hero when i received the hero's journal from my good friend Nick Vitalaro. Um it sort of brought things together and motivated me more to pay attention to my daily routines and habits. And yeah, I think it's a it's a great journal. So I'll just kind of explain uh what the journal is. So the hero's journal is it's sort of like a goal tracking uh journal that's meant that's designed to make uh achieving a goal more interactive more um, personal and so this journal is uh sort of lord of the rings themed and uh as you can see like there's like this sword uh engraved or embossed in uh the middle of the cover and yeah my uh my friend nick he actually uh i think i can call this a startup right it's this like um he had this side hustle for a while and this dream of um making journals that were um more easier to use more personal um and more effective than you know just like your standard um moleskin or there's there's like a bunch of different i guess like productivity journals out there and so what i love about this one is that there's like a story behind it and in this journal you become the hero of your own story and uh i'll just kind of show like the the artwork hopefully it'll be able to pick it up and yeah there's just like a very artistic and creative side to this journal and i'll read a little bit about um yeah what i what i really liked about it uh let's see hmm. and this this journal if i remember correctly uh there is like there's a i don't know if the right word is is it theme or like motif um there's like a theme in every sort of heroic adventure movie or story. And it sort of integrates that. I forget exactly uh, what it's called. But um, yeah, that theme is pretty much like a rubric or a guide for pretty much every uh, popular um, hero, hero themed story all right so uh, there was one part that 
I I wanted to read. Um, let's see. Okay. Uh, so, so you kind of fill in uh, this part. Um, while finding the, th the theme of your quest can seem intimidating at first, we've boiled it down to a simple question that can help you find your way. Use this phrase to discover the theme of your quest. And so, yeah, there's this blank. I want a better story about my blank. Uh, for me, I put leadership and character. All right, and for some of you, the answer was immediate. You knew what the theme and quest were before you even opened your journal. Some of you aren't quite certain, and that's okay too. Answers range from my health to my career or my finances, creativity, relationships slash marriage, etc. Here are some questions that can help you find your theme. Uh, so, what's something that I've wanted to do for a long time? What's a part of myself I'm ashamed of? What's something I'm afraid of trying? What bothers me most about my current life? And what's the last New Year's resolution I failed? All right, so uh, for me, <laughs> my, my quest that I wanted to accomplish was to learn how to direct a choir and play piano. And <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny, but uh, I actually... I guess I accomplished or I uh, completed my quest because I I recently uh, started up our kids choir at my church and <laughs> I'm definitely doing uh it's it's rough <laughs> it's uh, I I mean I'm just really just having fun with it. There's like. Uh, I think nine or ten kids, and we're we're doing like this Easter musical thing, and I'm I'm trying to learn like the the piano part so that we can sort of practice along, and um, yeah, it's it's super fun, and I think <laughs> even though I have I sort of have no idea what I'm doing, like I'm trying to. I'm I'm just kind of going along with um, how I would normally learn songs and practice and just looking up a bunch of YouTube videos. Um, yeah, I think um, this, uh, I guess why I wanted to uh, give a shout out to this journal and to Nick is because, um, like, it's it's a great way to um, I think it's a great way to um, I guess start a new habit if that makes sense and I don't know I feel like there are a lot of for me personally, when uh, I am trying to 
do something, when I am trying to accomplish a goal, uh, I'm not sure what exactly. And another thing, if I'm trying to like try, if I'm going to try something new or try something that I'm unfamiliar with or uncomfortable with, there is just always like my tendency and my first thought is not I can do this. It's more like uh, it's more negative. It's more like mm, like there's other things that I should be focusing on, or um, I shouldn't be uh, wasting my time, or just kind of like focus. I think on the things that I already know and the things that I'm I'm good at. Um, So yeah, there's always like this sense of fear when I'm um, when I'm doing something that I'm uncomfortable with or kind of like stepping into the unknown. And for me, a, a really big part of moving forward is writing things down and not, I'm not just talking about recently. I think just in my whole life experience, uh, there's just, uh, I feel like there's more accountability. There's more like purpose. And I think it, um, it, I think it even says it somewhere in the journal, like, Something along the lines of if it's if it's not in writing, if it's not written down, then it's not real. And yeah, like I totally agree with that. And um, yeah, so even though I haven't been using this journal <laughs> as much as I would like to, I know that there's uh, yeah, I just sometimes I'll um, comes up and when i talked to nick about how um he's just blown away by uh how how much of a positive effect this journal has had in uh, so many people's lives and the reason why i bring it up today is because they're actually they actually launched a kickstarter for a a new i mean it's still like a journal but with a different theme, it's, I believe, a more like wizard slash Harry Potter theme. And so if that's your jam, I would highly recommend you check it out. At least just check it out. Look through the Kickstarter. I know that, um, yeah, Nick's just put in so much work. And uh, this is like, you know, his life's work now. So and I think it's it's really amazing. Like he's turned it into his uh, his career, his full-time job right now. And so, yeah, uh, I can't, I can't congratulate or yeah, I can't congratulate him enough or be excited for him enough. It's yeah, it's seriously so awesome and amazing. And yeah, it's worth, uh, just at least 
taking a look at. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, I'll, I'll post the link in, in my description as well. And it's, I think it's already at a hundred thousand dollars funded. Uh, let me just check really quick. All right. The the Instagram is at the Heroes Journal. Oh my goodness. All right. So um their goal was twenty five grand, twenty five thousand dollars. And their what they're at right now is a hundred and twenty five thousand nine hundred and forty three dollars. Dude, that's amazing. There's a there's a thousand 329 backers so um that's like the people who have uh you know contributed and bought uh, a journal or two and then there's 20 days left in the kickstarter and so yeah go go check them out man it's uh i think it's in it's an amazing journal it's an amazing product um and yeah <laughs> i cannot speak more highly of it all right i think that's the end of today's episode i hope you guys enjoyed and i'll catch you guys on the next one all right peace <laughs>